Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here trying to encourage us to stay in God's Word, reading it, and to renew our minds by the reading of God's Word and to be thinkers and to work on loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. And this is how we feed our soul. This is how we strengthen our mind and love God with our mind, right? So we are in Exodus chapter 30. You know, I'm going to try and finish up the chapter today. We're going to be talking about some things where you need a perfumer. That's the person that works with making perfume, I guess. And But an interesting, continuing to look at interesting things and things that would be made that would only be used for the worship of God. So let's continue looking at this. So verse 22 of chapter 30 of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Take the finest spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels of sweet-smelling cinnamon, half as much, that is 250, and 250 of aromatic cane, and 500 of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. And you shall make of these a sacred anointing oil, blended as by the perfumer, it shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tent of meeting and the ark of the testimony, and the table, and all its utensils, and the lampstand, and its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the basin, and its stand. You shall consecrate them, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them will become holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them, and they that they may serve me as priests. And you shall say to the people of Israel, this shall be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on the body of an ordinary person. And you shall make no other like it in composition. It is holy and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it or whoever puts any of it on an outsider shall be cut off from his people. Verse 34. The Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, uh, stat, and aniak, and galbodum, sweet spices with pure frankincense, of each shall there be an equal part, and make an incense blended as by the perfumer, seasoned with salt, pure and holy. You shall beat some of it very small and put of it before the testimony in the tent of the meeting where I shall meet with you. It shall be most holy for you. And the incense that you shall make according to its composition, you shall not make for yourselves. It shall be for you holy to the Lord. Whoever makes any like it to use as perfume shall be cut off from his people. All right, we'll stop there. That's the end of chapter 30. And so just some interesting thoughts here in making this anointing oil. And then it's not to be mass produced. It's not to be used for any other purpose than just what God has said. So this anointing oil for anointing all these parts of the temple, including the lampstand, which I couldn't remember yesterday. The lampstand. So the 
what do I call it? The candle, right? The candle holder. But the lampstand, the all the parts, all the furniture, all the utensils, the tent itself, the Ark of the Covenant, all these things to be anointed, even the priest, Aaron and his sons. And then this perfume that's to be used as an incense that they would have. And this, this incense is going to be burning right inside the tent of meeting right before you go into the Holy of Holies. So it's an incense as a, it's a, as a prepare to go into the Holy of Holies or in the Holies. They'll definitely smell it. And that when they come from there, they'll have that scent on them. And so it is to be very unique that if you walk by a person with this scent, it should be a priest that has been in the Holies, right? That's the idea. It's not that God needs to know it's not for God, and he even says for you, for you, that you, this is holy for you. So you are set apart, this incense is being set apart, this perfume. And then there's a perfumer, right? Who knew? There's a perfumer. This is somebody that makes perfumes and incense and sort of a chemist with a really good nose. And it's a gift to the people. Now we're going to find out tomorrow, we're going to be looking at a very people that are very specifically anointed by God for doing some of this building that God is calling Moses to have the people do. But in setting things apart, for, for us to think about, well, why would they, why would God do that? Why can't he have a perfume or an incense that's used for other things? And, and so God knows that our smell and our taste can bring back incredible memories and and so there's things that when I go to a certain type church or I go to a certain place I pick up that smell and I, I remember because I've been there and it brings back those memories and using all five of our senses is something that I think we've lost in the worship of God it wasn't God intended for us to use all our senses but we've narrowed it down to going to the theater basically but even in the theater they have like they like their surround sound right but they may not add aromas and other things to it and god is adding those things to it but think about um uh, setting things aside so you if you had thanksgiving dinner was there special china that was used special uh, plates things like that that might only be used at special occasions right now that's an older generation maybe than your generation, but there, I can remember how when we would have special guests over, certain silverware came out, certain plates came out. It was the special set apart for these special occasions or for special guests. I uh, have been to, well, I lead tours in DC and I've sometimes taken Catholic schools to the Basilica, which is the largest Catholic. Uh, church in the Western Hemisphere, and it's a, it's a, um, it's not just a church, but it's a cathedral, and this cathedral is huge and magnificent, and in there, there are two chairs that are roped off that you're not supposed to sit in, because when they were sat in by the Pope, they were made specifically for the Pope when he was coming, and when he offered Mass, and he would sit down, he sat down in these chairs, and they are set apart. And the Catholic Church 
has set them apart. No one else is to sit in them. And it's, it's sort of a museum piece now in the in this really cool cellar part of the basilica. But I say all that just to say that we are constantly setting things apart. We might have a special pair of sunglasses, for instance, that we only wear on certain occasions. Or we might have a special shirt or shoes or socks. Or we might have a special... Um, even a special Bible that we use for certain occasions. We may have, uh, I don't know. Anyways, there's all kinds of things that we set apart, right? There's the, the chair that you like to sit in and no, everyone else should know that that's your chair, right? So God is saying, look, I know you people. And so this is how it's going to be for me. When you, we're going to have priests who are going to be set apart to worship me. And they are really worshiping me for all of you and they're going to help you worship me they're going to help you be forgiven by this blood offering and all these things and the priests come and they minister to the people by ministering to god by doing these things by doing them exactly how god wants them to be done and so the priest is set apart his clothing is set apart the area where this is going to happen is set apart it's made very specifically and everything has its purpose and it's all very mobile because right now they're going to be journeying around in the desert for 40 years. So that's where we're at. Now we're getting ready to look at a couple of people in chapter 31 and the Sabbath. And then we're going to jump into that golden calf. So it just keeps getting more interesting because there's real people involved, real people Real people just like you and me. Anyway, look to uh, think about what are some of the things that maybe you set apart, that maybe you set apart for good things, maybe you set some things apart that's silly, and to just examine what do you set, how do you set apart time for God, and how do you treat that time? Is it always being pushed aside for other things? Well, let's not push aside the time that we should be spending with God, right? He is worthy of our time and trust me the dividends are awesome all right god bless you guys have a great day talk to you soon